Hi everybody, this is episode 16 of the Soft Serve podcast, and we're talking about list number 6 from the 52 lists for happiness. What are the best choices you've made in your life so far? So stomping Jen and I get into that. I drink some... What's this stuff called? Goodnight Moon Imperial Milk Porter from Greater Good Imperial Brewing Company. That's a mouthful. Stomping Jen was enjoying some Espelon tequila. And we had a fun conversation. So one thing to ask you all. If you enjoy our podcast, please, please, please subscribe, download the episodes, and tell a friend. We would really appreciate that. It will help us grow and get more numbers. We're not looking for advertising, but we are looking for people to listen to our podcast. So help us out, please. So I will say to you now... Dear podcast listeners, without further ado, I give you the Soft Serve Podcast. The Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Okay. Okay. This is it. Did you press the button? The button has been pressed. Good evening. We're here. You didn't hear the noise. You don't need to hear the noise. The popping noise. I hear the noise. The recording. No noises need to be heard by you. Everything looks good. So what are we here to do tonight? List five. From the 52 lists for happiness. you feel any happier after doing five of these lists? No, I'm starting to wonder why we're doing these lists, I have to be honest. Me too. I mean, I enjoy talking to you. <clears throat> this list is very short. That's outrageous. <coughs> Your list is very short. Mine's incredibly long. How did it get so incredibly long? Because it's list the best choices you have made in your life so far. And I feel I've made a number of really good choices. You apparently don't feel that way. Well, I think I'm more big picture with everything. And you you tend to go down into the details of things. Interesting. I don't know if I agree that you're bigger picture than me. I didn't say you. I was bigger picture than you. I said I think my lists tend to be just big picture items. Let's pause for a moment before we dive into these lists. Okay. Because I'm not sure if we're going to go an hour because we're in the middle of rewatching Game of Thrones. <laughs> We've got to get to that. Mm. So... And Walking Dead starts on Sunday. I don't care about Walking Dead. Not I'll that be anybody is watching that any longer. Oh, I'm so incredibly itchy. 
You talk into your microphone, please. You're looking down at your lap and then up at the ceiling. The microphone is right there. Right. It's not in your lap. She's, um, Jen is pointing at the microphone, which is in front of her face. Yeah, it's in front of my face. How am I not talking into it? A few moments ago, you were looking down at your lap. I'm looking at my list. Right. So look down, pause, then look up and speak. You don't want to know what's involved with adjusting your volume because you don't talk into the mic. That's a look. I'm going to rage quit this podcast another second. No, you're not. You're not. You're going to stay. You're going to stay. So I was pausing just to mention this evening... I'm enjoying an Imperial Milk Stout from Greater Good Brewing. I just want to point out, in case you didn't hear it, Sawtooth looked away from the microphone completely and talked towards the other wall. I did. I made a mistake. I'll admit it. Great. And can we move on? That was not a good choice. It wasn't a good choice, but we all make <laughs> bad choices, and it's whether or not we choose to sit there and argue about them. Great, that sets that us out. apart. Great. All right, are we ready? What was the what was the stout you were drinking? It doesn't appear to be a stout. It's a imperial milk porter called Good Night Moon. Who's it by? Greater Good Brewing. It's so dark in the podcast studio. I can't tell where they're from. And the label is so small. I can't tell. But I think they're a local brewery. Let me see. I don't know if you can see it. I'm handing the can of beer to Stomping Jen. Williamsburg, Mass. Williamsburg, Mass. So that's a Western Mass brewery. Mm-hmm. Never heard We're of happy them. to support that here on... The Soft Serve Podcast. And Stomping Jen is enjoying what looks like a tequila. Espelon tequila, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are we going to do this? I think some of our some of the things on our lists might overlap. Okay. I so think you- by virtue of being married, we may have made some of the... We may interpret some of the choices we've made as individuals as being the same best choices in our lives. So what I'll say, your list is shorter. Mm -hmm. Mine is two pages long. So I'll read the list Mm -hmm. first. Great. And if we get to something that's complimentary, then I think you should chime in that that was on your list great do we have a good set of ground rules for reading this list sounds perfect okay as is custom the podcasts are beginning to come into the studio one at a time i'm watching them they're distracting me okay i'm gonna begin this is list five from the 52 lists for happiness List the best choices you have made in your life so far. This is going to be chronological in some respects. 
the first best choice I made in my life was joining the army and leaving home at age 18, the day after I graduated from high school. Is that on your list? No. Are you telling me you did not join the army? This is correct. Did you leave home the day after graduating from high school? Negatory. I'm glad you asked. I didn't ask. I you just... joined the army <laughs> and left home the day after I graduated from you high school. literally just said that. Because now I'm explaining the oh, entry okay. on my list. Okay. Stomping Jen is braiding her hair. It's distracting me. And there's a cat licking its toe. I left home the day after I graduated from high school and joined the army because I wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge. And it was a good decision because it led to a lot of other things that happened in my life. If you think about the butterfly effect. If I hadn't have done that, I might not be sitting here talking to you, Stomping Jen, you, the listeners. So who knows? It was a good choice. It was really the first choice in my life that I had full control and power over. Now, don't ask me about what happened when I left home for the army. My mother was in hysterics, begging <laughs> me not to go. Promising she would pay for my college, so on and so forth. But I went ahead anyways. Had to get out. Why? Maybe that's a story for another day. I know you're curious. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, the next thing on my list. I'm not going to drag this out. Great. Does it feel like I'm dragging it out? I have a lot to say. You have a very long list there. And you don't really seem like you want to listen to it, so I'll get moving here. Applying to UMass Amherst and getting a deferment. This was a choice I made. Before I left for the Army, I applied for college knowing I was only going to spend just under three years in the Army. My plan was as soon as I got out of the Army to go right into college, and I did that. In fact, I saved up all of my vacation time while I was in the Army, so I was able to take two months of leave so I could start the fall semester of college in 1990-something. The date's not important. Four. Yeah. But anyways, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't plan ahead and save up all of my vacation time. That was a smart decision. It's a great choice. Great choice. Choice, not a decision. A choice. That was a great... All right, you ready for this one? Another great choice. One of the um, best choices in my life. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Joining the poetry club at UMass Amherst. (laughs) Now, why are you laughing? Oh, why is that? Explain. Why am I laughing? You ask. Why is that funny? You you explain why it's funny to me. I know why it's funny. I can't explain why it's funny to you. 
Only you can explain why it's funny to you. What happened to you when you joined the UMass Poetry Society? I got angsty. I read some poems. I grew my hair long. I wore corduroys. I wore wool sweaters. You did all that because you joined the UMass Poetry Society? Why don't you back up and tell the listeners why you were doing all of these things? I did all of these things because... Now, okay, I know I said that joining the army right after high school was one of the best choices. And I know that I said getting a deferment... And then going from the army right into college was one of the best choices. But even with best choices, I think there are sometimes negative consequences. Por ejemplo. That means, for example. Because I was not prepared for the social transition from the army... I was in there for almost three years, so I was institutionalized, in a sense, to that culture. It's a very unique culture, and it's not um, exactly compatible with college culture. I had a bit of a rocky transition from the military to UMass Amherst. And it was literally, one day I was in the Army, the next day I was on campus. So, I had some trouble meeting people and connecting with people. And I spent about... What year did I meet you? When I was a junior or a sophomore? I was a sophomore, so you were a junior. Right. So, I spent about two years really socially struggling to meet people and connect in a meaningful way with people. So, my June fall of my junior year, I made an intentional choice to join some clubs and get involved and try to meet some people. That's what I did. Got to write in some poems. Said I'm going to join this UMass Amherst Poetry Society. How did you hear about the UMass? I think I saw a flyer. Hmm. I think I saw a flyer. I don't think we've ever discussed that. I'm pretty sure I saw a flyer. And because I did that, I met you. Do you remember that? (laughs) Did you know that I met you there? (laughs) I'm well aware, yes. Okay, I met you there and a bunch of other people we're still in touch with. True. And that was 25 years, no, 27, no, 23 years this fall. Thank you. Yeah, 23 years this fall. Mm -hmm. That's something else. So that's why I see that as a best choice in my life. Mm -hmm. Next on the list here of best choices, get ready, asking Jen out on a date did you? I did. We went out for Indian food, remember? Yeah. 
That was the first date. Mm-hmm. That was before I showed up at your dorm room with beer and we made out. That's not true. It wasn't? Mm-hmm. Help correct me. You want me to go into our <laughs> sordid history? No, not really. Yeah. But I showed up at your dorm room with beer and we made out before yeah. we went out to lunch. Dinner, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you're wrong about this. I'm 100%. No, you can't be. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. All right, we'll debate this at another time. Well, anyways, I think what I'm really saying is beginning to engage you in the courting process <laughs> okay. why is that funny i don't know just the way you said that was we courted <clears throat> we courted okay you don't have that on your list dating me was one of the best choices in your life. how dare you <laughs> i told you to chime in when we had things that were similar on our uh, lists uh going to umass was on my list this could be the end of our relationship this <laughs> podcast i'm very worried okay next on my list accepting your ultimatum not to be a jerk <laughs> that was a choice now as i've explained i was having trouble and one of the reasons i joined the poetry club was because i was having difficulty socially and i didn't know how to really connect with people and after we were dating for i think about a semester i think it was spring or maybe it was before spring sometime i remember you sitting me down and saying look i like you you're kind of a jerk you need to knock it off remember you saying, I need X, Y, and Z out of a partner. You didn't use the word partner. No. But you said, I need X, Y, and Z out of a relationship. You said, I think you can do it. But you just got to stop being a jerk. Pretty much. And I remember at that point saying, hmm, I like this person. So I better stop being a jerk. <laughs> so I tried to stop being a jerk. Mm-hmm. And I know it was a... Um, it took a while to get there. And you probably still think I'm a jerk. So listeners out there, I know a lot of people are not into ultimatums. But in this case, it worked. <laughs> I think it was a fair ultimatum. Honestly, because it was after quite a few months of dating, starting to get serious. You were entering like the last year of your college. No, you finished before me. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I was entering my last year of college. You were only a half a semester behind me. Well, I was a full year behind you. I just happened to finish early. Right. But anyways, my point is... I think we were at you were at an inflection point. Like, am I going to invest any more time in this person? They can't give me what I need out of a relationship. Because you were a jerk. All right, I'll accept that. Those are my words. 
But what I what I'd say is I'm being I think unkind to myself. I think I have real issues with knowing how to connect with a person intimately. Right. By intimately I don't mean physically. Yeah. I mean emotionally. And that's in some ways the harder part. Yeah. The harder thing to know how to do. So I think I worked hard to try to get there. Like I said, it, it wasn't exactly the easiest thing, and it wasn't overnight, but I committed to you. I accepted the ultimatum. Well, because the ultimatum was, I'm either part of your life or I'm not, because you were segregating components of your life. That's right. That's right. And I think after that, we were pretty inseparable. Pretty much. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a choice I made. Believe it or not, was accepting your ultimatum, not to be a jerk. Most of these are about you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how sweet. I'm horrified. I don't want to hear your list. Wait, I want to hear the rest of your list. Oh, man, I'm not even halfway through this list. I'm just going to keep going. All right. After I graduated, driving to Northampton every weekend to see you. You remember that? Yes. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Because I, I didn't want to lose my connection with you. Mm-hmm. It was important. So, that was fine. I like that. Uh, moving in with you after you graduated. Mm-hmm. Ugh, excuse me. Despite significant external pressures... For you to do otherwise. It's true. That was a good choice. To persevere through all of that. Mm-hmm. And still move in with you. You win the you know award. Why? Huh? Do you know why? Why? Because I loved you. Oh, you don't love me anymore? No, at that time. We're talking about that point in time. In my life. Mm-hmm. That's why. Jeez. What? I'm really curious what's on your list. There's like this nothing is, on like, my list. Like I bared list. my soul here and <laughs> you have nothing on your list. Okay, the next best choice was accepting your marriage proposal. Mm-hmm. I said yes. You proposed to me. Mm-hmm. Some people won't believe it, but I remember exactly where we were. What Not at Isabella's. It, it was, was a walk. No, it was at Isabella's in Dedham, Massachusetts. Is that place still exist? Yep, I had a goat cheese salad I was eating. I think you had duck. And we were sitting at that table, I remember. I can remember everything about it. And we were talking about getting married. And then I was like, well, you have to propose to me. And you did. <laughs> and I accepted. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, here's a non-gen item on my list. Best choice I made in my life. Uh, Writing for a living. I did that and then quitting. (laughs) I really enjoyed being a professional writer for those 11 years. But then I enjoyed quitting even more because it was killing me. 
It was too much. Next best choice, having children. That's on my list. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me talk about... Let me talk about why. Because I, I can't really imagine my life without them. I enjoy them even though I am often wondering whether or not we're making the right decisions by them or preparing them well enough for life. I but, think that's every parent's burden. But the only thing I would do differently is have them earlier. But even then, I don't think I would have them earlier because we wouldn't no, have the same kids. But not only that, we had a lot of time together as a couple. Yeah, did we need so much time, though? Yeah, I enjoyed our time. Interesting. It was a lot of time. It was like six years. Was, I was like 11 years since we met. What did we really do together in all that time? We watched a lot of TV and movies and went out to eat a lot. All I'm saying is we wouldn't be so old if we'd have... I don't feel that old. I mean, I know you're four years older than me, but... (laughs) There were children tromping around. Speaking of children, we're in our pod studio and... It's beneath one of the bedrooms of one of the children, and we just heard a crash and walking around. So this podcast could be interrupted. Stay tuned. Let's see. Next on my list was getting cats and a dog. That's on my list, too. Oh, really? Do you want to say anything about... Let's go back for a second. Do you want to say anything about having children? Why that was one of the best choices in your life? No. I just... Like you said, I can't imagine my life without them. They bring me a lot of joy and agitation. And they're half me, so you love them. (laughs) They're just, they're amazing little creatures. Mostly because they're half me. They're just amazing. Okay. All right, getting cats and a dog. Uh, Yeah. Why, Why is that a great choice? Um... They bring a lot of joy to our lives. I Except mean, when you have to put them to sleep. Maybe not this brood. Yeah. These cats are These two kind cats of for the we, birds. <laughs> yeah. They're half wild. <laughs> they're like, they're cute and they're nice, but we need a kitten. Oh, Jesus. All right. Let's see. The next best choice. I think we both made a deliberate decision not to keep up with the joneses as they say Mm, that's a good to not pursue a life of materialism and living above our means Mm. i feel like we made a deliberate choice about that am i wrong i mean i think the choices that we've made in our careers and where we chose to live and all of that sort of dictated that. But, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. So. Yeah, but some of those choices were intentional. Yeah. Like me quitting the writing job mm-hmm. and going back to school so I could live and work more locally, knowing that it could end up meaning making less money. Yep. It was a choice. 
Next best choice in my life, uh, going to psychotherapy. <laughs> is that on your list? <laughs> Why is it funny? <laughs> I'm feeling judged here. I did not mean for that to sound like I'm judging you. I didn't mean to laugh it hysterically at you. Just like maybe the last thing I expected to hear oh. on your list. Well, I think... When I decided to go 11 or so years ago, maybe 12 years ago, it was before the birth of our first child. I was in a dark... It was very intentional. I was in a dark place. It was very intentional. Yeah, I needed help. And it helped me. Well, you wanted to... Yeah. Yeah, but that that didn't end so well. I got into a fight with my therapist (laughs) and rage quit. But I'll say I'm back in psychotherapy now I have been for a while and I enjoy it I don't know why this is on my list I wrote becoming a runner that's not funny to you why would that be funny I don't know it wasn't meant to be funny you laughed at going to psychotherapy because it was unexpected interesting I thought becoming a runner would be unexpected why well, anyways, I'm not a runner anymore. Let me just make sure I clarify that. But back in the day, when I knew you and before I knew you, I used to run like eight miles a day and I loved it. And it was incredibly meditative. But then my body broke down and I couldn't do it anymore. So here I am. Toiling away on treadmills and stair stepper things and (laughs) gliders and um, stationary bikes next best thing on my list next best choice I've made in my life so far is standing up to bullies I've always made choices in my life it's just something I've always done whether being a kid through my adult life, I don't like bullies. That's it. Got it. Okay. It's a choice. Do you like bullies? No. <laughs> Who likes a bully? Toadies like bullies. Okay. Because the toady needs the bully. You don't want to hear any more about that, do you? No. Okay. All right, this just sounds stupid. I don't know why I wrote this here. This is the last best choice I made in my life so far. Embracing impermanence. Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. It's okay if you don't. I'll explain it. <laughs> Are you trying? Would you like... To explain it for our listeners who might not understand what that means? Yes, I would like to. Great. So impermanence is the concept that nothing is permanent. Everything eventually goes away or changes. Things don't stay the same. And a lot, I think a lot of the anxiety that we experience in life is around 
worry about things changing and not staying the same. And so if we can embrace change, if we can embrace the fact that things go away, that things die, that that's the natural order of things, we can be more internally happy. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm sure if there was a Buddhist monk in here, he'd come up and slap me in the face and tell me I said it wrong, but... Monks don't slap people, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they do. They do. The slapping monks of Budapest slap people. What? Yeah, there's this group of monks in Budapest. For some reason, they just slap people in the face. I don't believe you. Okay. And then I have in here not caring about material things. But I do think I do care about material things. I try not to care about material things. Like, I feel like I've made a choice to try not to care about material things. And I don't think I'm there yet. What was that noise you just made? I'm just very itchy. Alright, that's my list. That was my list number five. Cool. What is your list of best <laughs> choices you have made in your life so far? Oh, let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five things on them, and you already said three of them. Let's repeat <laughs> the ones I said again, please, because I don't remember. All right. Going to UMass. Why was that the best choice? Because um, if I had gone elsewhere, my life would be completely different. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't live in Western Massachusetts. Um, okay. I wouldn't have met any of the people that I know now in my life. All right. So when I say this is broad strokes, I mean it's broad strokes. Um, what else? How close do you want me to be? Oh, that's too close. Right. That's what I thought. I was trying to motion on the um, DL or down low, as they say. Go ahead. Um, deciding to pursue an alternative career. Choosing. You have an alternative career? Well, just it's a non-traditional career. Okay. Right. Which allows me the freedom and flexibility to take care of things to create my own schedule um, and affords me a lot of flexibility okay um, great <laughs> do you want to ask me some more questions about that no no next great so glad we get to hear so much about you I'll remind you, <laughs> I am the host. This is my podcast. Great. You're a guest. Uh, oh, no, sorry. You're not a guest. You've, you've, I'll just say. It's okay. No, 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 no. I know my I'll place say, here. No, no, no. You've evolved into the co-host. You started I'm like a Pokemon. A, you started as the guest. I keep you in a little ball. People don't know that. <laughs> I'm like a Pokemon. Tell them what really happened at UMass. I captured you in a tournament, and I store you in a ball. Okay. Um, so another choice that I've made Best is... choice. A best choice in your <clears throat> life. Getting involved in volunteerism 
in all its different forms giving back to my community what different forms are there well like along my entire life i have been involved in volunteerism even before i knew you i mean i started the umass poetry society you co-founded that right all right it sounded like you were taking all the credit no it's not just me i got involved being involved choosing to be involved okay what did you do before that for volunteering um like you said all your life yeah oh like i used to be on the board of like my youth group at my synagogue huh interesting i didn't know that you didn't know that no no yeah okay stuff like that I mean, I was also a burnout in high school, but <laughs> I, like, I've always kind of worn multiple hats in my personality. Well, I mean, because you said it, I want to push back on that. What? I don't think you were a burnout. I was... You were a high-achieving, recreational substance user. Right. You did well in call it you yeah, did i well did graduate in, high... in three and a half years you did well in high school mm-hmm. well enough to get into every school you applied to mm-hmm. you graduated college in three and a half years it's true so i don't th- i don't think you're being fair to yourself right and most most teenagers experiment with recreational well sorry i don't want to say most but many many teenagers experiment with recreational substances right so don't be so hard on yourself but yeah like i've always been involved and you know i co-founded the umass poetry society i wasn't you said that already but go on i was involved with the um i forget the name of the organization but the organization that bought like concerts UPC, what was it called? University Concert Production. University Concert Buying Organization? No, UPC or whatever. I had a job. I always had a job. And then after, when I went back to school to get my graduate degree, I was on the graduate board. So you like to volunteer. Yeah, it's always been a part of my personality. It has not always been a part of my personality. This is true. It has not. And you didn't have that on your list as one of your no. good choices. I think the very first thing I ever volunteered for... Is this. No. No. The, the army? Um, yeah, I mean, that is a volunteer service type of thing, but mm-hmm. I, they paid me for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's quite volunteerism. But when I was in the army, I volunteered to put on a cookout for a orphanage of abandoned children in South Korea. You never told me this. Yeah, I did. Um, That was the very first thing I ever volunteered for. And that was incredibly fulfilling cool yeah we See, we're, we both learned something about each other tonight yeah and then 
Did I ever volunteer again after that? I know I must have somewhere along the way. Anyways, I'm mostly doing a lot of volunteer work now with my union yep. at the university I work at. Stopping Jenna's yawning. <sighs> Sorry. Um, Alright, what else is on your list? Let's move it along. Having kids and having animals. Okay. I expected a longer list out of you, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, what else? Like, what did you expect to see on this list? That it wasn't on the list. More stuff about me. Well, <clears throat> it's like implied that all of these things involve you. No, it's not implied. Not that... I could not have an alternative career if it was not for you. That's not true. I went to UMass and I met you. I could not have my children without you. That's not true. And... I mean, you couldn't have the ones you have now without me, but you right. could have other ones that you would love just as much. You don't feel like a choice to me. I have to be honest. What? I just, I feel like we met each other and it was just kismet. and That's, that's kismet, I mean. Kismet. What's that mean? It's just like meant to be. I don't feel like we ever really had a courtship. I feel like we met each other and we just knew we were going to be with each other the rest of our lives. You don't remember that weird circular dance we did where I flapped my wings and waved my tail at you? <clears throat> I mean, I really... That was a courtship dance. I, I, since like... Since I met you, I don't I don't feel like there was ever a moment of doubt. I don't even feel like it's a choice. I just feel like we were just together and we were never apart. Interesting. And so you don't really feel like a choice to me. You're just the person. I'm just there. No, you're just, just my person. person. I couldn't imagine my life without you. Interesting. I mean, I've known you... Way more than half, over half my life. We should get a room. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm just saying. You don't no, feel like a choice. I know what you mean. But I'm not... You shouldn't feel like a choice. Because I had you on my list, though, either. You Listen, I told you. Your list is your list. And this is just my list. Yeah, but now I feel like... That it was wrong to put you on my list as a choice. <laughs> now you're just, you're looking at it at a different angle. Interesting. Is it the wrong angle? No, there is no right or wrong. I think there could be some wrong on my list. I don't think that. <laughs> oh, boy. Is our relationship going to survive list five? Yeah, why? Because you now you're a choice on my list. <laughs> I gulped dramatically Ugh. into the microphone. Like, I can get even more nitty-gritty. Like, I, like we chose to live in this house. We chose not to move. We chose the colors of the walls. Like, we chose the flooring. That, like... Yeah, but that wasn't... The task wasn't to list all the choices you've made in your life. It was to list the best choices you've made in your life. So I did. Okay. In I'm my, not criticizing your choices. Now opinion. I'm doubting the way I approach the list. That's but remember, all. like this is everybody approaches these 
list differently. There's no right or wrong. It's about how you feel. Interesting. I still feel like I did it the wrong way. I don't know why you would feel that way. Did you look at list six? No, I'm scared. It's a fucking nightmare. I'm scared. <laughs> Remember when you said that making lists was like one of your strengths? Yeah. This is getting worse as these lists go on. Lists. The Why don't you read it? From your past and present that feel like blockades in the way of happiness. Jesus. I don't even know what that means. List the things. What do we think this means? That feel like blockades in the way of happiness. List the things in your past and present. Uh-oh. So what things are preventing you from being happy? What things have prevented you from being happy in the past? And what things are preventing you from being happy now? That oh, could be... That this could is going to be another short list. I can... That could be a relationship ender. I don't know if we should do list six. Should we? Yeah, of course we should. I'm scared. This is your... I know. It's initiative. my project. That you began here. I'm afraid of your list six. I feel like you're going to have two pages of stuff about me. What? I'm going to have like three things on my list. I'm pretty sure I'm going to... You think I should put you on my list? Don't put me on list six. I feel like blockades in the way of happiness. Yeah, I don't want to be on list six, please. (laughs) I'm begging you. Stomping Jen is cooing or cooing to the cat and the other cat who walked into the podcast studio it's like i don't understand how like i truly love this cat so much but like he just doesn't feel like up to snuff for me this is our 14 year old no our he's 13 13 year old cat but he was always second fiddle to all the other cats and now he's like top dog and it just is an awkward position yeah he's but he's he's risen to the occasion since the other ones died, and he's now at the top. I know. I need a kitten. He's good. He's but we can't guy. have four cats. Yeah, sure we can. We were going to have four cats before one of our cats dropped dead on my birthday. Your favorite cat. My favorite cat. Like my soulmate cat. My soulmate cat. Well, that was list five. How many soulmate cats do you get in a lifetime? How many souls do you have? Have you ever had a soulmate cat? I think souls are like snakeskins. Wait, seriously, have you ever had a... Like, was Noakes your soulmate cat? Noakes was a cat I had in high school. Nah, not really. Was Rob? So we had a cat... I think we talked about him in the very first episode of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to episode one... Go back and listen to that. You hear all about our first cat, whose name was Ramen Noodles. And no, I don't have soulmates for cats. You didn't feel like he was your soulmate? No, a cat isn't... I've never felt that connected to a cat. Why do I feel like Humber was mine? Because he chose me. He did choose you. All right. I don't want to get all teary. Don't get all teary. It's too... But it's okay to get teary too. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I'm so either. fucking itchy. You got a tattoo. Oh, it's so itchy. It's like, and it's red in certain spots. I'm it's trying fine. To That's it. normal. I know, but like, now I'm like, do I put the moisturizer on or do I just leave it the fuck alone? 
Moisturize. <sighs> I moisturize constantly when I get a tattoo. Which, speaking of which, I'm getting tattooed More tomorrow. Tomorrow, you're gonna be gone all day. I'm excited. Yeah, but you're gonna be gone probably longer than I was gone. Why do you think that? Because how much of your arm are you getting done? She's gonna do what she's gonna do, and I'll schedule another appointment with her. She's okay. gonna do. She doesn't like to do long sessions. You know what kills me is. I don't know why I booked... Like, he wants to do more, but I feel like I like it the way it is. Well, people can't see it, so let's not talk too much No, I understand, but, like, what do you do see. when your tattoo artist has a vision for more work, and you're like, but I like it the way it is? It's your body. You make a decision about whether or not you want to get more or not. But, like, I can't... Like, I asked him, I said, what else do you think you're going to do? And what did he say? He said he would like do more shading like here and bulk this whole backside. People of can't it see it. So I'm talking to, to you. Right. But we're also talking to people. There's a centerpiece. It's an armband that goes around my arm. And there's one centerpiece on one side on my inner arm. And there's another sort of centerpiece piece on the back of my arm. And the inner arm piece is complete. It's shaded in. It was two hours of a million fucking dots. That was like torture, literal torture. Is your Instagram public? Huh? Yes, yeah, Stomping Jen. Right, so you can see pictures of this tattoo on Stomping Jen on Instagram. Oh, if it you might be it. private. Like you have to request. All right, well, I'll me. post pictures of this on Twitter then. Um, but the backside is very. I mean, it's just very simple, and I kind of like it the way it is. It's a nice tattoo. Yeah. It's a memorial tattoo combination of a geometric shape with some flowery things it's hungarian folk art okay well, this is my read on it okay it's so my not everyone who looks at it is going to know it's hungarian folk art my great-grandparents on my mother's side on her mother's side were hungarian like spoke hungarian came from hungary that would fulfill the definition of being Hungarian. Right. Go on. So I sent my artist a bunch of Hungarian imagery. That's what he came up with. I like it. Yeah. It's a nice piece of work. Yeah, it's nice, but now it's fucking itchy as fuck. That happens with tattoos. It's true. What else? Is that it? Are we ending this? What else do you want to talk about? What are you going to have done tomorrow? I have no idea. My tattoo artist is going to present me with a design tomorrow. Did she take any information from you? Yes, I had a meeting with her. I understand. I asked her and she said she thought she was doing flowers that represented different people in your life. That's exactly what she's doing. Great. Yep. So... I'm looking forward to what she presents to me tomorrow, and I probably will just be like, that looks great, let's go. She's super cute. She does fantastic artwork. Yeah, she's super cute. She's really good with colors, mm -hmm. which is why I, I picked her, so. Yeah. All right, the only other thing I think I would want to talk about is the Super Bowl, <laughs> which we watched last evening. Super Bowl 53. Yeah, we're recording this on a Monday night. 
and we watched, I'll say it, our New England Patriots win their sixth Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I'm dealing with a friend of mine right now through email who is dead set on discrediting the accomplishments of Tom Brady. Can we just talk about Julian Edelman? What about him? He's so athletic. He's incredibly athletic. What's the best part about him, though? So I just found out today that he's actually Jewish. And he's the first Jewish MVP. Of the Super Bowl. Of the Super Bowl. Which is super exciting. And I did not know that Rob Cra- Robert Kraft is Jewish. He is. And Adam Levine, who uh, delivered the, what some might call a lackluster Super Bowl halftime show, is also Jewish. Now, given the choice mm-hmm. between a... Evening out on the town with uh, Adam Levine or Julian Edelman. Who do you pick? Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? You didn't hesitate at all. Because he's so athletic. Really? No. I mean, so, okay. They're both Jewish. Adam Levine. Right. I mean, there has been a point in his career where he has been topless and well cut and defined in a muscular manner um but he's sort of whiny and i can imagine he's sort of a jerk in real life probably a high maintenance man probably and julian edelman just strikes me as like a very down-to-earth kind of guy although i think he's like 32 what did we decide 32 year olds can't be down to earth he's born in 86 so he's kind of a baby for me I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think you could um, keep up with him. Anyways, um, he seems like a nice young man. He's got an incredibly large beard. He does have a beard. <laughs> Not dissimilar to your podcast host's mm-hmm. beard. untamed (laughs) yeah bushy wild even i love that they went to disney today who went to disney today like the patriots oh they all did yeah there's like pictures of like brady and and gronkowski like (laughs) tom brady and his daughter were super cute oh my god he just seems like a super nice human being although he he might be a trump supporter he might be a trump supporter nobody really knows (laughs) he's kind of like but let's set that aside for a second. I know. This friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Who shall not go named. Mm-hmm. Is constantly trying to tell me through email that Tom Brady is not the greatest of all time for quarterbacks. And that the only reason he's experienced any success is because of Bill Belichick. Well, I have to say that they make a great team. Yeah. My point is that while you cannot likely disentangle the success of the two, the coach and the quarterback, it's not fair to say that um, the quarterback's success is entirely dependent on the coach. No, I think that they make a good team. 
and that Tom does a good job with the team and Bill knows how to create the strategies and they work well together. I agree. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time and Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. End of story. And to my friend out there who's listening to this. (laughs) Does he listen? I don't know if he listens or not. Yeah. He claimed he may listen. Yeah. He once said he had some potential feedback for me and i said i wasn't interested what why wouldn't you be interested because it's my podcast and i do what i want on it i don't take feedback it's my podcast and i'll do what i want with it that was an accurate song version of how i feel about my podcast (laughs) so anyways to you friend i say To all of our listeners, and to you, don't be hating on Tom Brady. He's the best quarterback ever. He's handsome as the day is long. His best friend is a cute little bearded man, (laughs) Julian Edelman. Are they best friends? They are best friends. What about the Gronk? I don't think the Gronk is best friends with anyone but his brothers. He's like really into his brothers and partying. Yeah. Tom can't party anymore. Yeah, he's got kids. Yeah, he's got kids and he's got to eat that weird diet and do those weird exercises. What weird diet? TB12. What? What is that? Don't. It will lower your opinion of him if you look into it. Okay. He's got a whole like lifestyle thing he's trying to make happen. Yeah. He needs another revenue stream. Yeah, fair enough. But um, anyways, I think it's been great to watch him and the Patriots. And we'll miss him when he's gone. He's not retiring. He said he's not retiring. So maybe he'll be back and get a seventh ring. Let's hope. All right. I think we're done. Okay. We talked about list five. We're looking forward to list six. Ugh. I don't know what we're going to do. We may have to quit this whole thing. I don't think I can keep it up. Why? I don't know. That's your greatest weakness, I feel like. What's that? No follow through. How do you mean? (laughs) You want to give up on your list project. Yeah. Ugh. (laughs) Sawtooth is looking ahead at all of the different lists. Oh my god. Look at list 19. What is list 19? List the ways that you think someone you love would describe you. Alright, close the book. We're never getting Let's to list say 19. Alright, this is the part where we say goodnight. Adios. How do you say goodbye in uh, Chinese? I don't know. I was trying to think of what my catchphrase was, and I just remembered it. Bye now. It's bye now. But now I have to say it in a way where I'm not trying to remember it. So. Wait, how do you say it in Chinese? I don't know. Um, Bukuchi? No. What's that? I don't know what that means. No. Ni hao is hello, but what is goodbye? 
Shish. No, that's thank you. I don't know. Listen. Thank you for listening. Shish. We want to ask you to, if you like the podcast, to please subscribe to it. Download it. Tell your friends about it. Tell a friend about it. You know. Tell an enemy about it. That's right. Help us spread the word about the Soft Serve podcast. And the List Project. And the List Project. So, without further ado, I'm going to say it. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. I feel like there's more to say. What else is there to say? I guess nothing. I'm going to stop this. Bye now. Good evening, my fellow Americans. America knows that this world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, 